Hare Krishna, Vanchakalpa, Kribyascha, Kripti Sindhu, Beba Chapitanam, Avanidio, Vaishnavidio, Namo Namaha. So we are resuming in our class on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 27, where Krishna instructs Uddhava in the process of deity worship. We're up to text number 9 now. Uh, and uh, 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 just just to review, uh, Uddhava starts. Uh, Krishna starts speaking with uh, six. And the supreme personality of God had said, "My dear Uddhava, there's no end to the innumerable Vedic prescriptions for executing deity worship. So I shall explain this topic to you briefly, one step at a time." One should carefully worship me by selecting one of the three methods by which I receive sacrifice, Vedic, Antric, or mixed. Now please listen faithfully as I explain exactly how a person who has achieved twice-born status through the relevant Vedic prescriptions should worship me with devotion. Bhaktiya, Shraddhaya, devotion and faith. Uh, so now, text number nine, it continues. I'll read the text. Uh, let me think first. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya That's a tantric mantra. Text nine. Acharyam. It's really hard not to put an R in the name. Acharyam. It's Acharyam. Excuse me. Acharyam. Standile. Now spa. Suryeva. 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 Vijaha. Dhoviena. Bhukti. Yukturachet. A twice-born person should worship me, his worshipable Lord, without duplicity, offering appropriate paraphernalia in loving devotion to my deity form or to a form of me appearing upon the ground, in fire, in the sun, in water, or within the worshiper's own heart. Uh, so, uh, the first word is Archayam. Uh, you're saying Acharya, but then you notice there's no second R, so it's, the word is uh, within the Archa. The word Archa, A R C long A, Archa, uh, 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 the deity is named for the deity form, a form of the Lord for worshiping. Uh, the word archa means worship. Archa, archa the worshipable. Prabhupada writes in the purport Bhagavad Gita 7.29, those who are engaged in worshiping the form or archa of the Lord. We don't use that word that often, but archa uh, this means the deity. Here it's in the locative, in the place where you are worshiping. So, Arja, within the Arja, the deity form. Sandale, 
Stundila, the word Stundila, again, this has these case endings meaning place, uh, means earth. But particularly, uh, what's relevant here, uh, as we'll see when we come to understand what this denotes, uh, Stundila uh, means an unoccupied open piece of ground, uh, bare ground, an open field, and especially a piece of ground that has been leveled, squared, and prepared for sacrifice. <laughs> this is all from the dictionary. So that's, when they say stundila, that's particularly a term of art. And when you've got the ground already to do a sacrifice, uh, uh, that's what it means, this, uh, why this word for earth, there's many words for earth, this is one of them. Uh, particularly meaning level, flat, squared, measured off, you know, prepared earth, you might say. Uh, so in the earth, uh, Agnau, in Agni, in fire, or Surya, the sun, uh, up, Su means in water, and Hridi, in the heart. Vidrija, the twice-born, a Brahmana, uh, who is Bhakti Yukta, the word yukta joined with bhakti. So here they said, endowed with bhakti. Uh, 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 Worships me by various uh, paraphernalia. Archit, uh, uh, he should worship. This is the form of an injunction. It ought to be done. Uh, he should worship mom, me, swaguru. His, here they translate his guru, but here his worshipful lord. Uh, here it denotes that. Amayaya, uh, without any deception, in an honest or faithful way. Uh, 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 without the absence of delusion or deceit or guile. Uh, in a straightforward way. It, it kind of means with faith and without hypocrisy. Uh, you just don't go through emotions. You should actually uh, do it. Now, uh, there is no purport here. Uh, uh, and I think that... Uh, I, don't, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think, uh, well, uh, yeah, the uh, Chakravarti Thakur, but here in this little book that we have of the Pantsaraj Deepika, they do remark about what this uh, means. Uh, of course, later on in text 9, if, uh, uh, this is text nine. Later on in text uh, 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 twelve, they're going to talk about different things deities can be made up. But this one means here uh, the text eight. Uh, uh, text nine, rather. Uh, they say um, the word can be worshipped. Excuse me. The Lord can be worshipped 
in a variety of forms and elements. And for each of them, these there is appropriate paraphernalia to offer. Sannyasi mendicants often worship the Lord on the ground, as this Tandi lay, by drawing a yantra on earth. A yantra, you know, is a geometrical design. There are different yantras that are the yantras specific for each deity. We often see the Lakshmi yantra and others. So there's a yantra. Uh, the word yantra also means machine uh, or just a, a, a diagram. Uh, so if you're a sannyasi mendicant, you're traveling, you don't carry deities around with you. Uh, you don't carry anything that may be a danda in a water pot. Uh, so, but you can worship the Lord by you can simply draw a yantra on the earth. You can take your finger and make a yantra. And uh, uh, so the sannyasis often worship the Lord on the ground by drawing a yantra in the earth, chanting various mantras and offering water and flowers. So if you're just in the jungle, earth is there, flowers are there, at least here in India, <laughs> water is there, at least for now. Uh, it goes on, one worships the Lord in fire by performing a fire sacrifice, especially the Pancharatrika Nitya Homa, or daily fire sacrifice performed in very large temples. Now, in our Sampradaya, we don't do that, but in the Madhva Sampradaya, in their big temples, they do a fire sacrifice every day. Part of their, their regular deity worship is a fire, is a fire sacrifice. Um, um, but you do it at, at performed in very large temples. But, but when we, are, we tell people we're doing fire sacrifices for initiation or installations or something, that the, the, the Agni is the mouth of Vishnu. So, wow. so we don't think of Agni as an independent god, but as one of the bodily parts of Vishnu. Right? We're offering to Vishnu. Even though we say Agni Ainaya unto Agni, you know, it's Vishnu. Uh, then uh, they go on one worships the Lord in the sun by chanting the Brahma Gayatri Mantra uh, that's, the, that's the Vedic Gayatri that we, we chant uh, the first one that's given uh, at, at second initiation and by offering Ardhya that is uh, water for cleansing the mouth it's Ardhya uh, one worships the Lord in water, either by performing tarpana, uh, offering water oblations while standing in a sacred river or lake. You see people do that sometimes. You take the Ganga water and offer it to Ganga. The example is given there. Or by washing in a suitable pot, Kalash with upacharas, different articles of worship, uh, in a sense, and all that. One may worship the Lord within one's own heart by manasa puja. Uh, manasa puja, I should make sure that second A is long, puja. 
Uh, I've seen it shortened. It's kind of just pooch, but it's puja, 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 manasa puja. Anyway, worship within the mind, manasa puja. Uh, then they go on to say, but of all acceptable methods of worship, worship of the Lord's deity form is considered the best. Uh, because in this form the Lord bestows his mercy most readily by revealing his attractive qualities, and because the worshiper can render the deity form the greatest variety of services, all of which are easily performed. <laughs> so that's the, those different things there. The de- so when they say archa, uh, in the archa, in the deity form, and then all the others are mentioned there, are all possible, or within the worshiper's own heart. You can actually med- do all that de- deity worship by meditation, uh, 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 in the absence of uh, having anything else, you can place the deity and mentally do the whole puja. Even before the puja, you can do all the preliminary things, which we're going to talk about uh, 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 next. Canon 11 is the abhigamana, the preparatory uh, activities for puja, which now... uh, uh, I see it. And, And begins like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so ten goes. Purvam, see first. Purva means first. Purvam snanam prakur vita dauta dantonga shuddhaye buddhayaya apicha snanam mantraya midrahanadina. Translation. One should first purify his body by cleansing his teeth and bathing. Then one should perform a second cleansing by smearing the body with earth and chanting both Vedic and Tantric mantras. So as I said, this is, this is the uh, 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 preliminary activities uh, abhigamana. Uh, I mean, the, fir- the first aspect of worship is this abhigamana. The things you do first. You get up in the morning. So having arisen, you first you purify the body. You brush your teeth, cleanse your teeth, uh, and then uh, take a bath. Smanam uh, uh, and danta uh, Gauta Danta, uh, cleaning the teeth uh, for the purification of body. And then the, the second bath is mentioned here of earth, smearing the body with earth while chanting both Vedic and Tantric mantras. Uh, so to clarify that one, there, again, there's no purport for there. And... Uh, 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 yeah, Vishnu Chakravarti just says he should use both Vedic and Tantric mantras for the second cleansing. So it's obviously so well known, nobody has to say anything. So we go to our manual here, 
where they do explain this. Uh, uh, and they're talking about the worshiper, the worshiper who does this, going to worship the deity, who does these things. Uh, so the explanation is of the, uh, the application of smearing the body with earth, uh, which is, uh, which is uh, mentioned here. Uh, so they explain the application of mud, because if you smear the body with earth, that means there has to be some water added to it. So you put mud on your body. Uh, so the application of mud referred to here can be understood in two ways. One, pitvi snana. Uh, pitvi means earth. After making the body wet and before final rinsing, one smears the body with mud using it as soap. So that works. Uh-huh. And then the second part of the explanation, Urdva Pundra, applying tilak marks to the body. Application of tilak is considered second purification after uh, a bath. So that's what we do. So this this can refer to, uh, and when we uh, put tilak on the body, I mean, tilak is a whole discussion which we could go on for a very long time about about tilak. Um, uh, but tilak is earth. Uh, Gopi Chandan really means the clay from a particular site near Dwarka. That's particularly Gopi Chandan. Now, when we first uh, when I first moved in the temple, the tilak, we used Prabhupada's recipe for making tilak. This is very interesting. Fuller's uh, uh, earth and gum arabic mixed with water. Fuller's earth. And Prabhupada said these things, and in those days you could go to a drugstore and you could get Fuller's earth and gum arabic. Nowadays you could then it disappeared from drugstores all over. They became big chains. Uh, because, see, Prabhupada was a pharmacist. He told us he was a chemist, and we always thought of him as some kind of scientist, but he met, in, in, in British English, a chemist is a person, a, a pharmacist, who we call a, you know, a drugstore who makes up prescriptions. So Prabhupada was a pharmacist, and he knew all these things. Uh, so a fuller's earth, the, a fuller is a person who prepares cloth. Uh, uh, that's one meaning of fuller, to fold cloth, especially wool. If you get wool to be made into cloth, uh, first of all, it's very oily because sheep, wool from sheep, there's lanolin and all this other stuff, and it's dirty. So they would do, a couple of pullers would do two things. They, they would, first of all, take this kind of clay, this uh, fuller's earth, this very fine clay, and rub it into the, 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 the wool, the raw wool. And that would clean it and remove all the oils. So that's what fuller's earth is, is that particular kind. And you can get it today. Amazon, you, I checked it out. You can get it. <laughs> 
from Amazon, Fuller's Earth, is very, very fine, very pure clay. Is Fuller's Earth. Uh, and then uh, the other thing they would do was pound it. So they used to do it with their feet early on, and then when in the 13th century in Europe, water wheels were there, they could use hammers. And then you make felt, and then when you have felt, you can have boots and hats and coats and you know, wool. That's, that's, anyway, that's what a fuller is. <laughs> uh, uh, the only time they do that is they make hats and stuff like that. But anyway, that's it. So you get fuller's earth, but if you just put fuller's earth in water, it'll flake off. So gum arabic. From the African acacia tree, there's a gum that makes things stick. So you mix it gum arabic, and then we mix it together, and that's what we use for our putting on our, our tea lot in those days. Until we could begin, to, people started going to India and can bring back uh, Gopi Chandan or whatever it is used for for uh, that kind of clay for tea lot. Uh, if you use too much fuller's earth, you could practically never get it off. It would make it bind together, and it would stay forever. So you have to get the right amount of, uh, of fuller's earth. It's just by the way. So this is the tea lock. And when you put the tea lock on, you chant mantras. Om Keshavaya Namaha, Om Naranaya Namaha. You put it on the different parts of the body. Your, your uh, one idea is when you do that, is that you are uh, protecting the body. The, the different names of Vishnu that we use for the, 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 the directions, and the, the arms and the waist and the back, uh, protects the body, but it also purifies it. What, what we are really doing when we do these things is we, we are purifying the body so that and making our body spiritual so that we can actually associate with the deity form of the Lord who is spiritual. So it purifies and spiritualizes uh, the body. That's what, uh, that's what Tilak does uh, uh, in this way. We, we consecrate our body uh, to the service of Krishna. Now, now Vaishnava Tilak, they use this word, Urva Pundra, uh, here, uh, for that, Urva means something that's that's uh, vertical, straight up and down. Uh, uh, so there, uh, and and uh, Pundra just means a mark or a line on the forehead. Tilak, the word Tilak itself just means ornament. Uh, uh, so that bindi that married women wear is, is a kind of Tilak. Uh, so it's general, but. When I looked up Pundra in the, in the Sanskrit dictionary, it said a mark or line made on the forehead with ashes or coloring substance to distinguish Vaishnavas from Shaivites. <laughs> Vaishnavas go to have horizontal lines. I mean, the Shaivites have horizontal lines. Vaishnava has vertical lines. And uh, if you want to look at a lot of... Uh, I had a book once called Vaishnava Tilak that uh, some professor went to Vrindavan and all the different groups of Vaishnavas, all the different kinds of, uh, uh, of, uh, of uh, Sampradayas have their distinctive Tilak. Uh, different Gaudiyas actually have different little, some have a dot in the middle, some have a red line in the middle, and so on. 
Anyway, if you go to harekrishna.de, www.harekrishna.de, means Germany, forward slash tlot.htm, they have all kinds of pictures and everything about tlot and all the lore you want to know about tlot is on that big website. That's harekrishna.de, tlot. Uh, if you just go to harikrishna.de, as long as you spell Krishna K R S N A, you can you can you can uh, uh, you you can uh, you can find it. Uh, 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 so that's uh, anyway. There's so much lore about the the, the T lock uh, there. So. Um, so that's one of the preparation things. Even if we are not, of course, as Vaishnavas, we always wear tilak. Uh, 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 and uh, it, to me, it's it's materialistic people get up, they bathe, and then they decorate their body, and they pay their obeisances to themselves. Look how great I look. And so we go through something in the morning with decorating the body also. We are consecrating to the service of Krishna. So Tilak is very, very useful to, to perform, and, and one should do it. If you can't get Tilak, then you can make it uh, with full uh, reserve, and, uh, or if nothing else is available, just use water. Uh, and in, in a sense, it's a meditation, and one should pay attention and really distinctly say those names of God. In the deity worship manual, you'll find out there's all kinds of other things you can chant to at the same time. I'm not going to go into them here. Uh, where you chant each place as you do it, each spot, each part of the body, and so on. Uh, uh, anyway, so that's part of the, 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 the preparation here of uh, uh, putting on uh, this Urva Pundra. This specifically refers to Vaishnava Tilak. You see that used a lot, and that's why sometimes you like it better than, than just Tilak, because it's specifically vertical. perpendicular uh, 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 Tilak. Oh, now, anyway, go to go to harikrishna.de and you'll you'll see all the pictures of all the different tilaks and and, uh, and so on. Because you can really, it's like like people wearing badges, you know, the sports team or the army or whatever their rank. And if you see the tilak, you can tell exactly <laughs> the group they belong to. So now, uh, uh, text number. Uh, 11. Yeah. Again, no purport here in the book, but anyway, 11 goes. Sanyo satsyadi karmani vedena chuditani ne kujam thai kalpayit samyat sankalpa karmatavani. Fixing the mind on me. Uh, one should worship me by his various prescribed duties, such as chanting the Gayatri Mantra at the three junctures of the day. 
such performances are enjoined by the Vedas and purify the worshipper of reactions to fruitive activities. So, Sanjya begins Sanjya Upasti. Uh, the word Upasti means worship, but they're talking about at the three Sanjya. As I said, Sanjya means a trans- transition, so the day has three Sanjyas in it from uh, with the transition from night to day, uh, it's dawn, the transition from morning to afternoon at noon, and the transition from day to night. Those are the three sanjas, uh, dawn, noon, and sunset. Uh, if you have the, the uh, iPhone and the app, it tells you exactly the time according to your location on the earth of what the sanjas are. Although if you live in extreme northern or southern latitudes, you're going to have a problem <laughs> doing it exactly there, those, those right times. Uh, so, but those are the three times where you chant the uh, Gayatri mantra. This is, of course, referring to deity worship, and uh, that's the time uh, when these uh, junctions. Of course, we our our, our mantras. We have the Brahma Gayatri, uh, which is a Vedic Gayatri mantra. Gayatri is a meter uh, uh, of 24, 23 and a half syllables. And so we have, we have the Brahma Gayatri, uh, the Guru Gayatri, the Gora Gayatri, uh, the, the Gopal Gayatri, and the Kama Gayatri. Uh, to, the first is the Brahma Gayatri to, to Narayan and the sun that all Brahmanas chant all the time. But that's, they're silent. You know, silent means they're really not public mantras, although I see now people chant them in public, the, the, the Brahma Gayatri, you know. But anyway, that's, that's another thing. And that's why uh, at initiation it, it's, it's just whispered into the right ear of the initiate by the spiritual master, which is the only time it's really set up. They're, they're meant to be silently chanted, mentally chanted, uh, or at least under your breath. Uh, so that's the... the, uh, the uh, uh, so we have the Gayatri, we have the Brahma Gayatri, and then, then we have the uh, mantras... Uh, 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 the Bija Mantra for worshiping the spiritual master and Lord, Lord Chaitanya, it's, uh, uh, it's also there. Um, uh, they're not Gayatris. Those are the main Gayatris. Uh, and for deity worship, they're very important. Again, they really purify the mind. Uh, and chanting these mantras, uh, paying attention to the meaning. When you chant a mantra, you meditate upon the meaning of the mantra. Even the Hare Krishna Maha mantra has a meaning. It's probably, oh Lord, energy the Lord, please engage me in your service. That's the meaning of the Hare Krishna Maha mantra. Uh, that's what you chant. You meditate on the meaning of the words. Uh, 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 and it says, purify the worshiper. It's purifying. Uh, karma Havani. 
it purifies one of karma. Uh, 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 so, and, and it says here, uh, 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 you perform these samyak sankalpa, one who has fixed his determination. The sankalpa is the idea of wanting to determine a particular goal, and that means to uh, serve the Supreme Lord that you're preparing to do that. Deity uh, uh, worship makes it very vivid, but actually we should all be doing that one way or another. Uh, because we, we, this is particularly talking about Pancharatrika Vidhi, but we also follow Bhagavad Gita. Uh, uh, reading Srimad Bhagavatam is another way of worshiping the Lord. Preaching is another way. All the activities of devotional servants are there. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Svanam, all these uh, are there. So anyway, I'm going to read now from this uh, supplement to the Pancharajika Padipika, uh, the explanation of this idea of Abhidhamana. Uh, it says, this in the previous verse, uh, constitute a summary of Abhigavana, uh, the first limb of Panchanga Puja, or worship in five aspects. So the, when they, the, so the deity worship, the, uh, elsewhere in the book, this Panchanga Puja, this is described at the, at the, at the, almost at the introduction of the, 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 this book. That Panchanga Puja uh, five aspects, unga, you know, limbs or categories of activities. So I'll just read you what it says here. Uh, the Pancharatya scriptures divide deity worship into five categories, unga. Unga means limb, branch, it is so many ways. Five ungas of activity. These categories are interrelated and interdependent making an all-encompassing program of service. Although the fourth, fourth item, Ijya, I-J-Y-A, with a long A, Ijya, refers specifically to the direct worship of the Lord, the worship is not complete without the remaining four activities. Here is a brief description of Panchanga Puja. It was all part of Puja. So the first one, abhigamana. The word abhigamana means approach. Approaching the temple. So it says here, this includes such preliminary functions as bathing, donning fresh cloth. Because there you go, especially to worship the deities, everything should be clean. Uh, the, 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 the pujaris go in a state of cleanliness. The, you, this is illustrated, by the way, in, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, when Sanatana Goswami, uh, when he had oozing sores, uh, went to see Lord Chaitanya uh, and wouldn't pass by the temple gate because he didn't want the pujaris to brush against his body and instead walked across the burning sand so much he got blisters on his feet. And Haridas Thakur, because he was a Muslim, wouldn't go near the temple so that the Pajaris going in and out would not be contaminated because they were going on the altar. 
anyone. So that you have to be clean, fresh clothing, freshly bathed, fresh clothing, ornamenting the body with tilak and tulsi beads, cleaning the temple, uh, removing used articles and cleaning them. Uh, when you go on in the morning to wake up the deities, you you take everything all the They've had uh, at night. They've had uh, water to drink at night. You take that off. You move, clean. You know, and so on. Decorating the temple. Generally, all activities performed up to and including the early morning Mongol arti are considered abhigamana. So they say including Mongol arti here is abhigamana, approaching the temple. The second uh, item. Anga, the Panchangas, Upadana, Upadana, gathering articles for worship. This includes gathering flowers, suitable foodstuffs, and tulasi leaves, preparing cooked foods, selecting the proper utensils for the worship. More broadly, it refers to collecting funds to worship the deity or help maintain the Lord's temple. You can see how everybody can participate in Upadana by gathering articles for worship. Prabhupada has said, I mean, all around in America, you have Christian churches, they call it the house of God. We are very, in a very literal way, the house of God, our temples, because, because Prabhupada has said, the deity is worshipped like a king or a very rich man in his palace. So normally, uh, kings, especially in the old days, were not only political figures, but they were ceremonial figures. They embodied the state. If you read Shakespeare plays, for example, the king of England was simply called sometimes England. Because in a way that we don't have today, he personified the state. Uh, although even today, if the, if, if the President of the United States is some way disrespected, that's an offense to the whole nation. So that they are symbolic, there's still some of that symbolic representation is there. But in the old days with royalty, this was very important. So the, the king is treated that way. Uh, the, uh, the, de- the deity is treated that way like a king or a very rich person. This is Krishna's house. It's God's house. And all of us who live there uh, 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 as devotees are the servants of the deity that reigns in that particular place. And everything we do is in service. Uh, So if we start treating the deity like stone or wood, it doesn't matter so much. He doesn't know that the, that, that the milk is not good or the deity doesn't, can't really taste it, doesn't know what's going on. Then, you know, you're starting to commit offenses and you'll, you'll feel the difference. But the fact is that if deity worship is done properly, uh, the the idea that Krishna and Krishna's image or Krishna's Krishna's statue are the same will become manifest to those people. And that's why 
uh, our congregations should, if they can't directly do any of this service, they can support it and they get the benefit. Uh, and the more they can uh, free up everybody just to do that service, the better off for all of them. It's not wasted money. It's actually money meant for God. Anyway, so that's Dupadana, gathering the article. Third, uh, yoga is the third item of the, uh, the, these five angas. Uh, yoga here means establishing and becoming fixed in one's spiritual identity. So that's the, the first thing of Abhidhamana, preparing or approaching the temple, Upadana, getting everything prepared to, to worship. Yoga, establishing and becoming fixed in one's spiritual identity. This includes cleansing the body of material, the material contamination and assuming a spiritual body fit for service to the Lord. But you've already done some of that. When you get on the altar, you chant other mantras that purify the body. Uh, and it says, chanting mantras, Bhuta Shuddhi, identifying oneself as the servant of the servant of Krishna and other processes. So the details are there in the manual. Uh, the worshiper further prepares his consciousness by worshiping the spiritual master and Lord Chaitanya before performing the main worship of Krishna. Dhyana, meditation on the form of the Lord, and Manasa Puja, worshiping of the Lord within the mind, may also be considered part of yoga. These purificatory procedures performed just before the main worship of the deity are also called Purvanga Karma. Uh, karma. The, the first part of the, uh, the activity. Uh, preparatory to actually putting your hands. You, spi you spiritualize your body and your mind so you can approach Krishna. It's so powerful. It's re really not to be missed. Um, uh, Ija, uh, that's the fourth uh, uh, item, Worship of the Lord. Uh, this refers to the offering of 64 items of worship, or upacharas, the uh, upadana, and then the things you prepared, the upacharas, which means the asana, there when you make a seat for Krishna. Now there's a, you'll see in our DV worship manual, there's a simplified way. And there's the elaborate way. We have big opulent temples. It should be the elaborate way. We have lots of brahmanas who can do this. At home, there's a simplified method. And what you can't do physically, you can do by meditation. But maybe that's another story. Uh, so among the upacharyas, asana, uh, paja, uh, offering water for the mouthwash, and snana, bathing. We'll get into some of those. Five, the fifth of this, Swadhyaya, uh, uh, cultivation of devotional service. Uh, Swadhyaya, which is also part of deity worship, specifically refers to studying Shastra, revealed scriptures, but it can be best understood within the whole context of spiritual cultivation, sadhana including hearing and chanting the names and glories of the Lord, serving the Vaishnavas, respecting prasad, 
receiving guests, serving Tulsi, and serving the Holy Dhamma. Thus, studying the Shastra becomes complete when one follows the instructions of Shastra and performs these activities. Uh, let me just continue to read this, and then we'll finish up. From this analysis, one can understand that Archana consists of much more than simply offering external articles to the deity of the Lord. Rather, it involves various preparatory and supplementary activities, all of which are necessary to ensure devotional purity and concentration, without which external worship simply becomes a dry ritual. One can avoid offensiveness in deity worship by cultivating purity through attentive observation, observance of the rules of Abhigamana and Yoga. By practicing Swadhyaya, a devotee develops and maintains the proper service attitude. Similarly, by conscientiously applying the details of Upadana to deity worship, he remains enthusiastic to please the Lord in the best possible way. Together with the worship of the deity, Ija, anyone engaged in archana on the platform of Vaidhi, Sadhana, Bhakti, must practice these four angas every day. So that's the, the list uh, from the beginning of this contract, uh, the Deepak uh, uh, book of the, these uh, five uh, Anchanga. Uh, puja five aspects worship abhidhamana uh, preparatory activities for approaching the temple upadana gathering the articles of worship which they said also just everything to do to maintain the temple yoga becoming a fixed in one's spiritual identity hija uh, the actual literal activities of puja done on the uh, the altar uh, swadhyaya uh, the cultivation. Swadhyaya generally means study of scripture. That's the, the quote of restricted means. So, but it's also mentioned here as one of them. Otherwise, it becomes idol worship. That love and devotion, it's deity worship, turns into, into idol uh, worship. Uh, so that's a, a list of these Panjanga uh, 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 Puja. It says here, by the way, in this, uh, this introduction, uh, that there is flexibility of worship. Uh, Kalpad writes, uh, uh, his translation of 4854, he says, Om Namo Bhagavate This is the 12-syllable mantra for worshiping Lord Krishna. One should install the physical forms of the Lord, and with the chanting of the mantra, one should offer flowers and fruits and other varieties of foodstuff exactly according to the rules and regulations prescribed by the authorities. But this should be done in consideration of place, time, and attendant conveniences and inconveniences. Support. The method of worship, chanting the mantra, preparing the forms of the Lord, is not stereotyped, nor is it exactly the same everywhere. It is especially mentioned in this verse that one should take consideration of time, place, and available 
uh, conveniences. So uh, there will be various uh, deity worship at home will be different standard for those who worship the temple deities. Uh, what people do, how, how many people are available to do it, uh, so it can be uh, uh, adjusted. Whether you have a lot of money or don't have much money, that will be a difference. If you have a lot of money, you should spend a lot of money on, on the Lord. Uh, 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 but, but I remember one time in Vrindavan, Prabhupada noticed uh, the deity that the garland was, uh, the deity was, had dead flowers on it. Uh, and he said, is the deity Vigraha or Galadraha? Galadraha literally means, oh, uh, a heavy burden. He says, my, are you going to think that, oh, my spiritual master has made my life so hard by giving me these deities and now I have to do all this stuff? He said, but this is happening in my presence because you think the deity is stone. He doesn't know that he has dead flowers. You don't think he notices. So you say, oh, I have to make, oh, I have to make, this, stick something on there, you know. I mean, if you walked up and gave Prabhupada at that time a garden with dead flowers, you know, no, everybody would flip out. But if you do it to the deity, well, so he said, this is happening in my presence. He said, what will happen when I'm no longer here? So he really, that's a very heavy lecture. <laughs> he said, Vigraha or Galagraha? Just a heavy burden. Uh, uh, so Prabhupada has done this. He's established this, this deity worship, taught us how to do it. It's, it's extremely useful. It's really engaging the senses. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, of course, you can you you can completely follow Bhagavad Gita and never worship a deity except the Hare Krishna mantra in your head. But uh, we have been given the the, the the whole process, both of these uh, deities together. So I will stop there. Uh, 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 and then uh, we'll continue uh, next week with text number 12 where the eight varieties of deity forms are there and uh, anyway so we uh, now we'll stop for questions or comments Acharya Prabhu asks, what is meant by Vedic and Tantric mantras in text 10? For our purposes, is Gayatri and the Maha Mantra Vedic and Tantric mantras respectively? Uh, the, 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 the Vedic mantras are the ones that are introduced in the original uh, four Vedas. Uh, like Gayatri, uh, and then there are other mantras which are in like Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Narayana. These are mantras which you may not see 
in the original four Vedas, but are in the the Puranas and uh, and the Vedic supplementary uh, literature. Uh, we wrote, we discussed that in an earlier class about these uh, uh, different different kinds of mantras, whether they're uh, Vedic or uh, or but, but, but you know tantric means that they are in the the, the the word Vedic has a narrow sense of the term, meaning the original four Vedas, Rig Veda, Sama Veda, Yaya Veda, Atara Veda. And each of those Vedas has four sections. So any of the mantras that are in there are called Vedic. Even the Sanskrit is different. And sometimes scholars will use the word Vedic just to mean that form of Sanskrit. Uh, and then the, the Vedic supplementary literature, like the Puranas, uh, like the Mahabharata, uh, or the Itihasas, Mahabharata, Ramayana, called Itihasas, histories. Uh, uh, and then some are, you know, uh, some like the, the Bhagavad Gita is, you know, of such an authority that sometimes they'll call it the Gita Upanishad. Because it's as good as you know, it's so authoritative. It has that same as as the Upanishads. But the the the, the, the Vedas consist of the of, of the of the uh, Samhitas, the the Vedic prayers and they call them hymns and things like that. The Brahmanas, the directions for performing sacrifice. Uh, the the, the uh, 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 what what you call it, the uh, iron yakas, the, the instructions for when brahmanas have gone to the forest, don't live at home anymore, when they're uh, 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 renounced, renounce, uh, then, then they form a different set of uh, rules, and, and then the Upanishads, the final philosophical portion of the Vedas uh, de- dealing with the uh, Vedanta, deal with the philosophy given in the Upanishads. So anything within that is what's meant by Vedic mantras. Uh, uh, the word tantra means, the word tantra does mean or indicate practice, but then it's just another name for the Vedic uh, uh, supplementary literature is the tantras. Most people think of tantra, uh, and they think of the Shaivite tantras, you know, and who practice uh, various sexual activities and so on. But there's Vaishnava tantras also. Uh, that, like the Panchavatrika literature for worship, is 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 a kind of uh, 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 tantric. Vaishnava Tantras, and they're called that, uh, Vaishnava Tantras. Uh, uh, we have a studio audience question. The, yeah, the, 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 the Tantras, each mode of nature, some, some says that for there, there, there's, just like the, the Puranas, uh, 18 Puranas, 
six for those in the mode of uh, goodness, six for those in the mode of passion, and six for those in the mode of ignorance. So that would refer to that uh, to that that kind of uh, uh, things. Uh, uh, people in those modes uh, of nature. Yeah. Anything else? Okay. So tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, next Sunday, we'll pick up where we left off. How far do we get now? We'll start at uh, text number 12. Thank you very much. Shimad Bhagavatam, Akijai, Shila Prabhupada, Akijai.